You're listening to episode 16 of Brave and Boss the Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, and on today's episode, I'm going to talk to you all about some ideas on how you can pivot your product offering in a pandemic. Let's dig in. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach, and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me again on Brave and Boss the Podcast. It's Christy here, host of the podcast, founder of the ethical fashion brand Encircled Business Coach for Marie Forleo's B-School program, as well as my own coaching at Brave and Boss. I'm so happy to be back joining you. I'm feeling relatively healthy right now, so I feel very grateful for that. I hope you are healthy and safe as well at home right now while listening to this. um, I'm recording this a few weeks before the release. um, So it's kind of up in the air to see what's going to happen next, but trying to stay on top of things as much as possible. And I really wanted to give you guys some actionable steps because I know that's why you listen to this podcast is because I kind of don't beat around the bush. I like to get straight to the point with stuff and give you things you can try, strategies, tactics, things to think about um, right now, depending on where you are in the world. But most likely, I think the whole world is being impacted by the pandemic right now. So I'm going to talk today about how you can pivot your product offering in a pandemic. Now, that is a lot of P's in one sentence. (laughs) Um, But firstly, I want to start with this. So firstly, I think you need to start off by identifying what's going on in your business. And one thing I often talk about on this podcast is the lack of analytics that are used in this process, primarily what I see by female founders. So um, I'm in some forums with male founders, and these guys live and die by their metrics. But when it comes to females, sometimes I ask, you know, how much traffic or conversion you get, um, or what your average order value is, or customer lifetime value. And my coaching clients can't answer that information um, because they're not looking at it. So right now, the first thing you should do is really take a look at your business and see what's going on inside. Look at your traffic, your revenue, your conversion rates, your average order value, um, your number of orders, uh, repeat and returning customers. If you're on Shopify, you should have access to the dashboard, which will tell you all this info. You don't have to calculate anything. Um, And what you're going to want to do is create just a basic spreadsheet. And you're going to want to see what's happened. I would look at the time period, you know, depends on where you are. So like in Toronto, Ontario, where I am, stuff started to really pick up around mid-March. So I'm looking, you know, first half of March versus second half of March. I'm looking at March 2020 versus March 2019. Um, to see what's going on. So is traffic going down? Is conversion going down? Are people buying the same products? Has buying shifted? Um, Are you running out of stock? So you really need to do that high level assessment first before doing anything else. Because what might be going on is that you might be doing okay. And there are some businesses that are doing really well right now. They've got a solid revenue base. They've got lots of stock and supplies and they're in a really great position Now, that's not the case for a lot of people, and many people are really struggling. 
but not looking at the numbers is not an excuse. You need to really dig into the data and see what's going on. So as an example, um, at Encircled, we actually did okay in March, but at the beginning of April, um, we started to see our sales dive 70% year over year. Um, that is massive. Um, so I started to look at the metrics. So what's going on? Like conversion rate had dropped a bit. Um, our average order value had gone down because we were running free shipping. Um, but then when I really looked at it, it looked like our traffic was down and we get a lot of traffic from Facebook ads. And I really pulled back on Facebook advertising, um, in March because, um, a lot of our ads copy wasn't relevant. And I was definitely a little bit worried about putting too much money in there, but we also get a lot of revenue from there. So what I start to do is strategically just turn on some ads and use low budgets and scale and focus only on the most successful um, ads that we had to start to see some traffic come back up. So first step for you right now is set up a basic spreadsheet, Google Sheet, whatever you use, and see what's going on, what metrics are going in the right direction, which ones are going down the wrong direction, um, and then start tracking this daily. Now, I know that sounds absurd to a lot of people, but I'm going to want you to make uh, a spreadsheet for the next like 30 days by day and start tracking, you know, key metrics in your business. Um, Those may be different for everybody depending on your business setup. But for me, I'm definitely looking at revenue, traffic, conversion, average order value, repeat customers, new customers, and that's pretty much it. Um, So I'm talking about more like on-site metrics. All right. So that's kind of step one. So now we want to look at what products are you actually selling? So what is still selling in your store? Are there certain products that are selling more than others? Do you have certain winners versus losers? Now, you're going to have to maybe do some manual calculations here and pull some reports and stuff like that if you're using Shopify or if you have the advanced report um, dashboard, you can see what products are actually physically selling. And then you need to look and see if you have enough supply to cover you for the next couple months. Reality is where we are in Canada right now, specifically Ontario, which is the province I'm in, it's very mixed, but it seems like we're going to be shut down, meaning that we won't have production capability for our regular products until June, maybe even July. So right now I'm going product by product and seeing, you know, which product is um, a top seller, what is most important, what do we have supply of, what do we have fabric for if we could make it. Um, and what is a key product and what's missing from our assortment. And that leads to some very interesting discussions. It leads to um, a lot of decision-making, but you need to understand those numbers. So one way you can get to those numbers is to look at last year. So if you have last year's data, you can see what you sold in the upcoming you know, 30, 60, 90 days last year. Um, and then you can use that as a benchmark to say like, okay, if we sold the same, how would we do? If we sold less, like 30% less, how would we do? And so on and so forth. Now is the time to be really flexible with your scenario planning is what we would call it in business. Um, and really test a bunch of scenarios to see where you end up. Now, if you're made to order for stuff, great, because that makes your situation a little bit easier. Um, to manage, but if you can't get materials or supplies, could be a problem. So make sure you do this either way and just triple, triple check because you need to have stock of your top products. What is a top product? Okay, so a top product is something that drives, you know, usually when we look at a business or life in general, you can see like the 80-20 rule at play. So you'll see, you know, typically 20% of your 
SKUs, stock keeping units, will drive 80% of your sales, something like that. Sometimes they may be a little bit more split. But um, so you're going to want to look at that and identify kind of like your top few products and then do that exercise. If you have more time, you know, go for it and review all your SKUs. But I know that some people who listen to this podcast have like 10,000 SKUs, so you don't have time for that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, reveal your best sellers. Do you have more supply? Um, what's also it's important at this time to look at what's not selling. So through this process of reviewing your assortment, you'll identify what's actually not selling. And then you don't want to take some steps to do something about it. Sorry, I'm laughing because my dog is like trying to lick my iPhone as I record, which is just so gross right now in coronavirus time. Um, So if you have a product that's not selling, can you mark it down? Can you do a flash sale to your email list as an exclusive 24-hour sale? Right now, cash is king. Get that inventory out of your back rooms, especially if it's not going to be relevant in three months. Three months is at one point was my like worst case scenario. It's actually now my best case scenario. So that's how quickly this is evolving. Originally, I was thinking three weeks. Now I'm thinking three months. So you got to continuously evolve this process and be as flexible as possible. All right. So what products aren't selling? Can you mark them down? Can you do a sale? Can you get that inventory moving? Um, Oftentimes, you'll have customers who are excited to buy from you again, and they love a little discount. So you're going to get a lot of repeat buyers doing this. But a simple email, a basic sale that will keep your margins healthy, but generate some revenue. There is no shame in doing this right now. So if you feel bad about doing a sale, like you think it's gross or whatever, like I'm not even going to listen to that excuse. I think it's so bad. So bad. I can't deal with coaches who say that is like, don't, discount. You know what? We are in a pandemic. You can discount if you want. I'm giving you full permission. Do it. Um, do it gracefully and do it s- intelligently so that you can make some margin still, but it's not a bad time to have actual cash in the bank. So do a sale. This episode of Brave and Boss is sponsored by No Issue. We all know how it feels to order a package online and have it come in beautiful packaging. It's like a gift to yourself. The problem is most packaging is not sustainable and also it's really hard for small brands to get customized packaging as the minimums for ordering are usually really high. Meet No Issue. No Issue was created to provide makers, brands, and businesses access to custom sustainable packaging. Their products include customizable tissue, stickers, tape, all three of which are compostable and printed with soy-based inks, which I love, and a stock 100% compostable mailer. Minimums are low and quality is high. Packaging, as you know, is a great way to create a brand recognition through the customer experience, taking that digital experience to the real world. Sustainable packaging also shows your commitment to the planet and the small steps that your business is taking to reduce your impact. They sent me a sample pack and I was so impressed with the quality of everything. In fact, the tissue paper was like a work of art. To get started and try out No Issue, go to noissue.ca. That's N-O-I-S-S-U-E dot C-A and use code BRAVEBOSS to get 10% off your first order. That's noissue.ca and code BRAVEBOSS. And now back to the show. Next, I'm going to talk about um, creation. So in a pandemic, (laughs) what products you sell will change. You know, that's why I encouraged you guys to look at doing this like 30 day, like before pandemic craziness and after, 
because um, you may see a shift in what's selling and what's not selling. So let me give you an example. Um, at Encircled, we have a product called the Chrysalis Cardi. It's an amazing travel piece. It was inspired by my travel as a consultant. That product is positioned as a carry-on essential, great for you know tropical journeys, escaping the winter weather. That product is completely irrelevant right now. I can't even believe we're still selling it um, <laughs> because it is historically a huge travel product. And right now there's nobody really traveling unless they absolutely have to. Um, so that product to me, I'm not going to discontinue it, but it's not relevant right now. But we have our dressy sweatpants, which are our most popular pants, super comfortable, um, made in Canada, which is really big right now. Local production is really big right now. Um, so that product's doing really awesome. Um, so really identifying those opportunities and seeing what's relevant right now in your product offering will help you with your communication too. It'll help you determine what to talk about, what not to talk about, what to post on Instagram, what not to post, um, and the angles in which to write those captions and copy. All right. So now let's move on to what products can you create and sell right now? So I've seen a ton of innovation in this area, and I have to say I'm so impressed with the creativity of business owners. I'm in a Facebook group with my local area, and there's a ton of restaurants. Well, all restaurants in Toronto are closed to the public, but they can do, I think they can do takeout and delivery, but I think it just switched to curbside, so you have to like meet the person outside. I'm not 100% sure on that, but so um, restaurants are pivoting here. Some of them are becoming grocery stores. They're selling produce literally um this one in toronto um i can't remember their name but they're a mexican restaurant and they're making taco kits so they're making these kits with like you can pick your protein and the vegetables and they're like all like vacuum sealed and it's like in a box and it's like really neat and it's something fun that like the family can do together and assemble it um you know that's that's pivoting your product I've seen, um, you know, makers who make like scarves, like wool, wool knit scarves. They're now making knitting kits. So they're putting together, you know, balls of yarn and knitting needles and teaching people how to knit on YouTube. Um, I've seen, you know, uh, businesses put together craft kits. So people who have like mug businesses doing like a DIY paint a mug kit, etc., because people are home right now. So there's a lot of like kind of maker movement going on right now. So if you have a business that is in the maker movement and you make products that are like that, and if it's teachable and if you have the materials, it may be an interesting idea to test it out and see if anybody's interested. And I know a lot of people will say, well, won't people just start like making my product and then never buy? Maybe, but like a lot of people can't make things as good as you. So, I mean, trust me from experience. We've had people copy our um, Chrysalis Cardi and they've tried to make it a home and it looked awful because they can't do it as good as you. But they still probably really had fun in the process of making it. And that's what it's really about right now. People are looking for entertainment. So if you make um, jewelry right now, could you make a mala making kit? If you... Um, you know, sell slippers? Could you make a slipper decorating kit? Like, how can you make something that would bring new news and a new product and would be something that your customers could be super hands-on with? Like, try to get super creative here. Um, you know, now is the time to really re-engage your audience and you won't be able to do that probably with a new product because right now, like, launching the spring line of fashion isn't going to be good. It's just not the market for that. Pivot to what the market wants and what the market is doing and what their needs are right now. 
Um, the other thing I would say is that one thing it encircled is we started making non-medical grade face masks um, this past or yeah, this past week. So now when you listen to this, it'll be a few weeks. Um, And one of the reasons we did that was because our manufacturer was starting to make them in Toronto. um, And we saw a huge need for them, um, both to donate and to sell. And quite frankly, like we are going to run out of inventory. Most of our factories are shut down. um, And we don't know when they're going to reopen. And some of them shut down with our fabric mid-production without even telling us. So um, we got to pivot. And we have capability to distribute and talk about and help our community and donate and and sell these as well. Um, So why not? You know, I never envisioned this business being a non-medical grade face mask manufacturer, but I don't think this pandemic thing is going away anytime soon. They're estimating, at least in Canada, it's going to hang around for 18 to 24 months. So people are going to need different products in their life to keep themselves safe, to keep the medical industry safe. Um, And so we're looking at that. We're looking at, you know, what else do we have that we could pivot into as well? So for example, we used to make a headband um, a while ago called the Travelista headband. And there's something um, going around with like uh, nurses and doctors headbands with these like uh, ear loops things on them for the masks so that it doesn't cause irritation on their ears. Um, And we literally have thousands and thousands of scraps um we just need to figure out if we can get buttons somewhere and the intent would be to donate them maybe sell them if people want it or we'd sell the headbands as kind of a give one buy one give one like there's so many ways to get involved in this um so just think about your community think about what they need now um think about how your capability can help and if legally you can help obviously as well Um, and look for those little slivers of opportunity because they are definitely still there. They may not feel like they're there and they may not feel like they're part of your business model, but that is something to consider. The other thing I would say here too is like, do you have any products? Let's say if you're in fashion specifically, this will probably really resonate. Um, Do you have any products that are top sellers that maybe you discontinued? Um, This is one thing we're also looking at in Circled. We discontinued a couple of t-shirts last year um, because, well, they were just not selling as well. So we're like, we'll refresh the line. Um, And then we uh, introduced a new line, but it's very high price point. Um, And it's doing okay. But right now people aren't looking for that expensive of a t-shirt because they're not wearing it out they want to wear it home so we're literally on our feet thinking how can we make a more value priced sustainable t-shirt um in the next couple of months what can we do to create that so we're still creating products from home um and still acting like we're still going to be a business out out of this so i encourage you to think about how you're going to have to pivot your line out of this as well not just now to like make sales but will your price point have to change will your materials have to change will the way you do business have to change um start thinking about that now and then you can take action once you have more of a timeline in mind all right and the last thing i'm going to say about pivoting your product offering in a pandemic is This is going to come out of super left field for product-based business owners, but think about what virtual products you can create and sell. This sounds nuts, I know, to a lot of people, (laughs) but um, when I look at the service-based business industry, specifically coaching, I mean, these people are selling digital products all day long. Um, and they are experts in their area. Some of them maybe not as expert as they would actually be, but they're really going to convince you as such. Um, but 
as a business owner, as an expert in knitting or in tackle making or shoemaking or um, dress design, you have a skill. What about sharing that skill and creating a course or creating an ebook or creating a challenge that's free that maybe ends into a course or an ebook? Um, think about how you can create something that actually doesn't have physical shipping attached to that. And that is my challenge to you. Think of some great ideas. Um, after you listen to this podcast, grab a notebook and write down at least 10 things that you could actually turn your expertise from being a business owner into something relevant for your audience that they can learn or be inspired by or buy to support you. Um, there's so many options here. If you are looking for ideas, I definitely recommend just Googling and seeing what people are doing in other industries. Um, you know, health coaches make like cookbooks of healthy recipes. Like if you are a, um, let's say you make jam, could you make a jam um, cookbook or something like that? Like 200 ways to use jam that you never thought of. Like start to get really creative here because there may be a period where you're not going to be able to actually physically ship a product anymore. I hope that doesn't happen, but it's a likely occurrence and you never know in this situation. And maybe when we're listening to this on the dated eras, it's happening and I hope not. But if it is, know that there's other digital things you can create and execute, whether you're on Shopify, Squarespace, whatever. There's apps to make it happen. Just you need to start with the idea today. All right. So that pretty much wraps up this episode. Um, so we talked about first just really taking that step to identify what's going on in your business, what's working, what's not working. Know your metrics. Look at them. Don't put your head in the sand. I understand the data. Um, and then have a deep dive into what products are actually selling and see if you have the supply chain to support them over the next few months. And if you don't, figure out what you can do now. Um, what products aren't selling? Can you mark them down? Can you sell them, discontinue them, etc.? Um, what products can you create and sell right now, either with what you have today, where the society is today, and also what you can create today to launch when this starts to, um, when the normal world starts to happen again, whenever that will be. Um, and then lastly, what virtual products can you create and sell? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Brave and Boss. And guess what? I'm coming at you twice a week in April. I am so excited um, to be on air with you guys twice a week. I'm going to hopefully keep that up into May just to keep everybody motivated. Um, so here I am cheering you on. Keep going. Know that if you're struggling right now, you are not alone. There are many, many people in the world struggling. So don't hesitate to reach out if I can help at all at Brave and Boss on Instagram. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.